Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you feeling a bit animated? Well, come on over to the Wicked Anime Podcast on the Nerdy Show Network a bi-weekly podcast dedicated to animation, Japanese culture, and all things anime. With a true industry perspective, we're always diving deeper than school uniforms and tentacle monsters. Join us on the Wicked Anime Podcast, nerdyshow.com slash wicked anime. It's Wicked A! The following episode of Flame On is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Spandex makes me horny. Drag is the new spandex. Hi, hello, welcome. This is Flame On. My name is Pat DeBear. I am here with some fellow compatriots to discuss the first episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 5. I am joined by Eric. Hello. And Brian. Hi there. And we are here to discuss, dissect, disseminate, and really just uh, have some fun with RuPaul's Drag Race, All-Stars. I'm actually super excited about All-Stars. I don't know about y'all, but this is, I think, going to be probably one of the best seasons since two. Yeah, I think it has a lot of potential. Absolutely. Like this, the cast is great. I love this new twist. Like, this is probably one of the best things that they have, that they've done in a while. We have um, lots to discuss. It was a jam-packed two hours of television. Did y'all watch Untucked as well? Oh, yes. The show that really didn't need to exist? The only, like, extra that they gave us was uh, the Safe Queens, who we now have Safe Queens in in All-Stars. And um, the final queens, like, packing up and going away portion like like regular season untucked um but let us start i've got my wiki page up and ready to go with these really sad promo pictures they were like here's 
you just walked in out of the workroom or you're about to walk into the workroom pose here next to this staircase and we're going to take a quick picture of you i'm still not 100 percent sure why there are no promo photos everything i have ever known about um about drag race and the way that they film the seasons they they photograph the promos during the season shoot yeah, like so after the first episode or like right exactly yeah yeah so i don't understand why there's no promos they're like oh we'll have plenty of time we can just do that when the season starts oh we'll be fine we'll be fine <laughs> right come on global pandemic um a shout out to divine grace who says that she wants to return to the show oh um we totally will have you on the show so we will figure something out and we will we will work that out for sure so let us go in alphabetical order and uh, let's talk about the queens that are part of All-Star Season 5. We've got Alexis Mateo hailing from uh, the Florida region. She had she, a Tampa still? I want to say yes, but I'm not positive. Okay. I, I think she might have moved to Vegas. Oh, is she in the live show for for Drag Race Live? I don't remember now. I is don't she... I don't think she is. Oh. But I think um I think she moved there, but I'm not positive. Um what did you think of Alexis's return now that she's been in season three, All Stars One, and now All Stars Five, and her stunning Boricua inspired entrance outfit? I'm happy to see her. I liked the cape slash coat whatever, but as far as my shell visage comparison, it's just a bison. Yeah. Just a rhinestone bodysuit. <laughs> um, Brian, what did you think of Alexis's entrance and outfit? I mean, she's fantastic. I forgot how much I enjoyed her in the season she was in. I don't know that she's going to go all the way because I don't think she has quite that. You know, she she's not she's not a daughter. She's not Vanjie. Oh, thank were, God. No, well, there were little echoes of Vanjie in some of the things that I heard, though, and I don't know if that's something she's like cranking up or that's always been there, and I just missed it, but. Uh, her look was good. You know, I, I definitely felt smart, especially with the guest judge we'll talk about, <laughs> how she leaned into that, uh, you know, throughout the whole episode. Uh, so, you know, overall, I loved it. Uh, she's great. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I do agree it is a bodysuit. The um, the feathery cape um, was fantastic. I love that she, she continually shows her pride in her heritage. Um, her pride in being uh, a Puerto Rican queen. She's owned up to the fact that she has put on weight. She's older now um, because that was something that was a point of uh, a lot of bullying, online bullying, and just um, ridicule for the fact that she had put on weight. And it's like, I it, it angers me so much that people can really like, but they, that, that's, that's what they're going to focus on. They're not going to focus on the fact that you know, she can perform her ass off. She can do all these things, but her weight's going to be what it's what it's going to be. And um, there is a, I believe, her Hate Queen interview where she talks about the breakup of her relationship with another prominent male uh, pageant performer, and that I that say male military member. 
Oh no no. <laughs> he he never came back. <laughs> Poppy, she misses you. Come home. He didn't. He's waiting at that that mysterious bus stop where oh. Roxy Andrews was left. You know. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I thought that she looked great. I love the fact that she's that she's back. I love Alexis. There is something about Alexis that I just I enjoy. Um, yeah, she does. Absolutely. Uh, so next up alphabetically is Blair St. Clair. Well, she does declare. <laughs> Eric, what were, what were your thoughts on uh, Blair's updated look? Uh, her entrance look uh, impressed me. She definitely seems more grown up at a ripe old 24 years old. <laughs> uh, she seems to have matured, but I don't know if it's just putting on a hard edge versus actual like maturity. Like She just seems like, I need to be a bitch now. That time in prison it. really uh, made her hard edge. Orange is the new black, right? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what was your thought on Blair and her entrance look? I mean, she looked great. Uh, I definitely enjoy her, and I think uh, she's going to do well this season. I think the the little bit of age difference between her first... How old was she when she first was on the show? Uh, she was on season 10, so she was 20... Okay, oh. so the the thing that we're looking at right now, or the, the fandom wiki that we have uh, that we're referencing, says 24. I think that might be her age this as of this year. So she would have been 23 during filming, 21 during filming of her first um, season. I mean, those little brains, they mature quite a lot in that, that early 20s. And uh, I think life has also taught her some lessons. Plus, being a queen out on the road and dealing with the profession has got to have improved her uh, maturity a bit more. So I, I love what I saw, and uh, I'm excited. Yeah, she she's stunning. Honestly, um, it's so funny seeing him um, out of Geish as a boy in the in um, in the confessionals, and then to see him transform into Blair from the original season, it was like, oh, okay, you know, just trying to be a pretty girl, whatever. Now it's like stunning. When I got to work with Blair um, back at Parliament House a while ago, like just seeing Blair up close, the camera does not lie about it, like. Blair is that stunning in person. So I'm, I'm interested. Uh, I've heard some of uh, Blair's music. It's good. It's not always like what I am yearning to listen to, but I mean, bitch has got chops. I, I cannot complain about it. And I think it'll be a nice way to see an evolution of a, of a young queen who wasn't as polished or wasn't as seasoned. I don't want to say polished because Blair never looked unpolished no, she never looked bad. yeah she was just not as seasoned as as some other girls that are younger that maybe have a little bit more big city influence um but the move to dc i know helped out a lot you know well i i say big city influence because aquaria was 21 and the new york drag scene is much different than a small town drag scene to get you prepared to, you know, at 21 years old. A DC scene is pretty intense. So, I mean, that, I, I completely forgot about that, but yeah, that's going to help a lot. Absolutely. And um, I mean, you know, Aquaria also had Sharon Needles as a drag mom. So <laughs> it's, uh, you know, there, there's some extra stuff there. Uh, moving along, we have got the uh, one and only from season three, Miss India Farah in her uh 
stunning light blue slash somewhat turquoise outfit with her big old breastplate and old school charms on the back. Eric, what were your uh, what were your thoughts? I mean, this is high high drag right here. This is, I mean, she said it right on the back. This is old school high drag. The bigger the hair, the closer to God, right? Exactly. I like it. She looks great. Uh, way more memorable than anything in season three. <laughs> well, I mean, I think she was most known for wearing the same hair as, um, oh my God, what was her name? Oh God, was it was Venus? It, Venus Delight? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't Venus. It was the next one to go home. Phoenix. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Them walking into the same thing, and then. Um, and they tried the... to play. They they tried to play that up with her and Cracker for both wearing turquoise, but the look yeah. was completely different. Yeah, there was nothing the same about it to to really have that same moment as uh, as in season three. Brian, what did you think of India's look? I mean, she is not as familiar to me. I vaguely remember her from season three because I watched that when it aired ten years ago, uh, but. I thought the outfit was fine. It gave me like Mimi, I'm first echoes a bit. I don't know, something or Delta. One of those two, it was like in that, uh, that space for me a little bit. Um, but, uh, no, she's great. I, 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 uh, I know there's a storyline there. Uh, assuming she didn't go home. Of course we haven't said who goes home yet, but, uh, the, uh, yeah, her initial look and sort of the way they, they, they edited it that seemed like there's some intent there to start her off as the outsider and the unlikely, uh, you know, uh, contender. So we'll see where that goes. True. Uh, my only my only issue, and it's a, a slight issue, is her extremely dark um, shadowing that she did for her forehead and her contour that it was like it was it made that wig such a hard front such a hard front like you could see right where that seam was across the top because of how dark the um the contouring and the shading across her forehead was and that was the only thing that really for me stuck out that was like okay this is a little much otherwise i love it i enjoy india um she didn't really do as much on season three as I think she would have even wanted to do, but it, it overall, I thought she was well-deserved to be brought back to this cast and be a part of all stars. She's got to learn how to paint for HD. That's what it is. That is also a thing. She hasn't been on television in this new era of we're on a high def channel and here's 1080p, uh, you know, high res coming at you and we're going to see that wig line or we're going to see if it's a hard front. You know, and she is very much of that mindset of um, pageant hair where it's teased up so high in the front. And when you have a, a hard part like that or a hard front like that, it's it's really noticeable. Next up in this list alphabetically, um, although she is first. No. Yeah. Yes. If you go by first names, because I love her first name, it is Airline. And that is the one and only Miss Juju B. From season two and all stars, season two and all stars one, uh, she gives good mouth. 
as Rosie Perez told her. Uh, Eric, what did you think of Juju B coming in looking like I she was ready to go to everybody's funeral? I love Juju B. This is a nice dress. This is kind of day drag. I don't know if this is back in season two where they all told to walk in in little black dresses. So maybe this is kind of her homage. Yeah. yeah. It could be. I forgot about the um, the little black dress uh, construct, but wait, was it? I think all of them came in in black looks. I'm trying to remember because the one that sticks out the most to me is Raja, who came in with her Cyclops hat on. But maybe it was her outfit black? It might have been. Raja was season three. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's right. I I was I panned over and saw season three, but I was looking at <laughs> India Farah. Let me scroll down a hot second. Season two. Were they all? I they, they might have been. Because they, they might have been trying to get something a little bit more cohesive. Because if you think back to season one, they all look like they just came from Wet Seal and uh, and walked into the, the building. Except for Chanel, because, you know, Chanel has to have a costume. Um, but yeah, that could be a bit of an homage to it. Brian, what did you think of Airline and her little black dress? I love Jujubee. Um, and I think right now she's probably my favorite for the season. But... Uh, you know, the outfit was very uh, functional, functional drag. And that's good. I have no problem with that. It doesn't always have to be crazy couture insanity. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it didn't like, I don't think it like made her stand out. If she was just another queen that we weren't familiar with and didn't know her personality. I don't know that the, the look does anything to say anything other than just she's comfortable. I mean, you know, to a point. So yeah, I, I liked it, but it it wasn't like a amazing. Yeah, it's I mean it's classic Juju B, and I, I'm not going to be mad at her about it. But yeah, it, it's I mean it's funny in a in a sense because Juju B is such like Drag Race royalty and is such an institution that almost like you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who would come for her look like that, um, where you have like last season, uh, people you know were throwing shade at Monet for coming in again in a bodysuit, even other cast members. Because I want to say that uh, Monique, in her talking head, um, said something about that and was like, sis, a bodysuit again? Um, and then we'll get to her in two more people. But another person on this season came in and people found the outfit on Amazon and were trying to drag her for it. Oh, no. And it's like... Bitch, really? Like, I mean, but anywho, I'll digress. $25 look good. <laughs> That's right. So moving down the line, we've got Mariah, also known as Mariah Paris. Mariah Successful. Mariah the Winner. I forget all the Mariahs that she said, but Mariah Paris Balenciaga from season three. Eric, what do you think of Mariah coming in to the work room? This was a choice. <laughs> um, it is definitely not any Mariah look. <laughs> when I think Mariah Paris Balenciaga, I do not think this look. I think way more kind of 
polished executive realness type, that long, high pony down the back. Uh, not that the hair was bad. The hair, the makeup is fine. It's just that outfit. It was... It was it was interesting. Brian, what was your take on uh, superhero Mariah, Mariah Paris Balenciaga? I mean, she's playing to my strengths, as my T-shirt would indicate. Like, you come in as a superhero slash wrestling uh, diva, uh, unless it's horrible, which this was not. Uh, in terms of execution, it was fine. Uh, it's a choice. And I actually, unlike other contestants who uh, we'll talk about, the, the fact that she switched it up from her stock look that people are used to is how you win. Because if you keep doing the same thing you did, you will not give them a good story. And it will be disappointing, and they'll call you out on it. So she's already evolved. In this episode, she showed two do, two things that I don't remember her doing uh, or looking like in the past. Uh, did she do? Well, we'll talk about it. But yeah, overall, I, I think she stood out the most for me in terms of uh, transformations. Well, true. And I mean, she went home. She was ninth place on season three. So she didn't make it too far into... The season so she didn't have a lot to show um and snatch game was her downfall in her season so it'll be interesting to see one if she makes it a snatch game in all stars which we always know is uh much earlier it's not episode two but um it's probably going to be episode three of the season because there's usually only 10 total so snatch game shows up early so we'll we'll see if uh, she makes it and how she she changes her the trajectory of her path on all-stars versus season three so moving back into uh some of the newer seasons next up we have mayhem miller showing up in her 25 dollar amazon bodysuit and making it look fantastic because yeah that was one of the things that was uh a big point of contention and she spoke out about it because people were trying to drag her for getting this look on amazon but that's like Honestly, what does it matter? If you can find a garment and you can make it look good or you put some embellishments on it or you make it your own, like, whatever. And she she posted videos and she said, hey, this, you know, fuck you all. Like, you know what she said? Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. I'm gonna worry about Heidi. Just replace Heidi <laughs> with mayhem. And that's exactly what she did. Um, <laughs> Eric, what did you think of mayhem's entrance? She's a thrifty queen. <laughs> you know what she's not she's a fracking queen <laughs> that's true she is not <laughs> she's not a fracking queen so i'm this sorry is a, this is a this is a good look for mayhem i think she looked better in this than she did in her gown that she came in on season 10 in i like the hair bigger uh the gloves the boots all looks good and red is a power color for sure like it, it definitely gave me a lot more pop, uh, for sure. Brian, what did you think of Mayhem? I did not necessarily care for this outfit, but that is a personal choice, like not a she did a bad job. I think she's always well executing. Uh, I'm al almost always well executing, but I, I, you know, I just I don't like this kind of outfit very much. It doesn't do it for me. So, uh, but you know, she's she stood out. She was not. Um, she was not uh, understated in this look. For sure. So uh, moving on from Mayhem, as Derek called it repeatedly, uh, <laughs> when they had to pick lipsticks, I was really 
wondering I, I really wanted Derek to walk in and be like who's mayhem where's the oh. lipstick for mayhem <laughs> uh, yeah no horrible joke uh, so moving on we've got Ms. Cracker because it's what Cracker. Cracker. <laughs> god guess who's cracking the house it works for everything every oh. occasion oh my god she's now time for dinner <laughs> Oh, I love that. I miss that. She needs to work that in somehow. She is now 35 pounds heavier than the last time she was on the show. <laughs> she came out of the gate with some great like one-liners and little sound bites. So I'm impressed. Eric, what did you think of uh, her fluffy turquoise ensemble? I love Miss Cracker. Um, however, this... You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But this seems like something I've seen her in before. Um, it doesn't say kind of anything different about Miss Cracker. But I didn't think anything was wrong with her to begin with. So I was going to say, do you think that it's it's something that you feel like you've seen her in because you are a fan and you've watched like her videos or her review with the Jew? Like, because you've kind of kept up with her evolution, so there isn't as much. Um... Yeah, I mean, like I haven't not seen her in the two years she's been on the show, so or three years because she was not no season ten. Yeah, um, like I've seen her every week reviewing the show, so it could just be that. Yeah, and I, I, I'm, I don't mean to point out to be like you're wrong about how you feel. I, I just I'm curious because because some of these queens come off their season and then go right into All-Stars or there's such a short time, you know, like that, it, it's, you want to see the glow up. And for somebody like Cracker, who is so social media minded and has these review with the Jew videos and stuff, you don't, you see the evolution as it happens. So there's not as big of a like, bam, change when they, when they walk in. Uh, Brian, what did you think of Ms. Cracker? I mean, I think she looks grand, fantastic, and if anything, this is a direct continuity with way the way she finished her season in her glow up and and everything she has done since. Uh, but again, like you're saying, I've watched her videos, I've seen her Instagram posts. I know the direction she's been going in her look, and so this to me is is an extension of that and a progression towards something. It's really polished. So as much as I am a very excited Juju B uh, fan. Uh, I think that uh, Miss Cracker specifically in this look and her opening salvo, if you will, like she she is going to be a very strong contender, if not uh, one of the finalists. I agree. Absolutely agree. Moving on to um, when I say Drag Race royalty, legend, I think above all other names, Angina is like the epitome of Drag Race royalty and a Drag Race legend. Uh, coming in from season one, um, the first queen to publicly publicly come out um, as being HIV positive um, during a very emotional um, speech during uh, the Mac Viva Glam challenge where they were uh, promoting HIV and AIDS awareness. It, it was it's honestly probably one of the best moments of Drag Race ever. It's just so visceral and real. And this is before this became this ginormous franchise and was this big, like, okay, we're going to you know, make sure that these things happen. You know, it, it just felt so real and so raw. And 
um, if you can deal with the Vaseline on the lens. Uh, <laughs> for her own season one filter. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, if you are not as familiar with some of these early season queens like Anjana, like Jujube, like uh, Mariah and India, Hulu and I believe Amazon Prime both have the first five seasons available for free. Hulu has season six available for free as well. So if you have a subscription, go back and watch those seasons. I know I've had people that have said, oh, I, I have a tough time watching season one or, you know, I can't with that filter and everything. I get it. It's annoying. It's very blurry. RuPaul, why are you so motherfucking blurry? <laughs> um, that video I can't find on YouTube anymore, and I'm really sad about it. I'm just really? going to say that. Yeah. Oh, you no. anything for the Big A sketch show? I found other stuff, but I don't think, I don't actually know it. I don't know. But I looked up that video, and I couldn't find it. And anything that I found that was linked to it, like, didn't exist anymore. Um, but watch those, watch those episodes. These queens pave the way for the show that you see today. So go back and watch it. Support these girls because they deserve it. Absolutely. So Angina, season one, and you could hear her clinking her way on down the hallway. Eric, what did you think of Angina's look? So, I mean... Everything you kind of said about how I've been watching Miss Cracker week to week to week to week, so I haven't really noticed as much that kind of evolution. This is completely the opposite with this look on Angina. Like we haven't seen her since season one. She hasn't been. She didn't do drag you. She hasn't been come back at all for anything. So this is like, wham! She's back. She looks expensive. She, and I was here for everything because I'm still mad at BB about that. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> Brian, what did you think of Angina's look? So in terms of like overall first impressions for, again, people who don't know her, like her look was the most standout. Like she, she went all, all in on this. And the only thing that's disappointing, I think is from there, things didn't like maybe go as well for her this, this episode. Uh, but I love her too. She's fantastic. Uh, I, I just hope that she can maintain the stamina and, and have more of that kind of iconic, amazing look um that I, I didn't look it up but it looked like it was sort of Thai influenced it's if you if you um go to her twitter i believe it is she does talk about it it is uh multiple uh filipino oh, inspirations filipino. um because it is her heritage so she incorporated a couple of different um deity looks and a couple of other things to create this amalgamation okay. of culture into this ornate um ensemble and she is she's gorgeous in person i was lucky enough to um to meet her and grab a picture with her at uh dragcon new york two years ago and stunning stunning and she makes bath bombs also so if you're a bath what? bomb yeah <laughs> if you're a bath bomb enthusiast she uh she makes bath bombs her and her, her and her husband i think make them and sell them at the con <laughs> so that's fantastic now i love her so much more right 
um so yeah it, it was it was gorgeous and i'm glad to see angina finally make it back uh onto our tvs and drag race moving right along she's black it's miss shay i didn't come here to play i came here to slay kool-aid that was a lot of words i just used right there it's a lot she's an editor this this look is immaculate it is i mean it's gorgeous you know what it needs you know what it needs applause for sure um salute salute (laughs) um somebody said it i heard somebody make a comment online that it would have been funny if her hat box was filled with rose petals that would have been amazing i would have lost my shit if that was the case <laughs> oh. no, but i i love i love everything about this look it's i can't say anything else about it it's just fantastic absolutely uh brian what did you think about shea coulee I think she looks great. Uh, the the uh, material or the pattern, I guess, is pretty awesome. And you would think, wow, you, did you skin a couch? But it <laughs> worked. Like, she made it, she executed it in a way that even if that's where it may have originated, which I'm sure it didn't, uh, it looked fantastic. And the hat box and just, you know, the whole thing. And her makeup's fantastic. Like, she's another queen who I've kind of kept up with over the years. I saw her live in Chicago at Roscoe's as part of a Wizard of Oz tribute thing they were doing while I was there. And uh, I, I, no wonder, even though she lost in her season, it's no surprise, it would have been no surprise if she had won, uh, because clearly she is, like, top of her game, well-executing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, again, strong contender. Like, I can almost see the top three, at least in my head right now, or top four. I don't remember how this all works. It'll Uh, be four. So, you know, I, I definitely feel she's going to be with us for the for the run. I mean, other weirdness notwithstanding, because there are special rules now. There are things that we haven't mentioned that are going to make that a, a not the same, at least as previous All-Stars. So uh, who knows? But uh, she, 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 looked, she looked great. Absolutely. I, I agree with everything you both have said. Um, it's It gave me very much uh, Blanche Devereaux banana leaf um wallpaper and bedspread but with the pink and blue theme instead of like the the yellow and green um i love it i cannot wait for us to safely unlike the weird phase two let's just rush into it in florida even though four thousand new cases in three days um reopening (laughs) of establishments happen because one of the things that i am i I like want to put it on my calendar or like a list of things I must do now that I live in Chicago. And that is see black girl magic, um, which is run by the Vixen and Shay is usually a part of it. Um, I so, 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 so need to see that show once it's safe enough to actually operate again. So finally on this list, and it was done this way. And the same thing that happened, Eric, when we did the, the last, uh, for season 12, when we talked about it, it's not in alphabetical order because this is updated to um, also put them in alphabetical order until they're eliminated. And then it puts them by rank. So I was like, wait a minute, what? Shay should have been last. But all right, we're getting into spoiler territory. You've been warned. You've been warned. Uh, Derek Barry. Oops, she did it again. 
Uh, the queen who did not want to be put in a Britney box came in gift wrapped in a Britney box. <laughs> Eric, what do you think of uh, Ms. Barry's entrance? You pretty much said exactly what I was going to say. Um, she doesn't want to be known as just a Britney impersonator, but she comes in in a Britney look that then reveals to a Britney look. <laughs> and neither of them were done well. They did not look expensive or as good as Britney's looks. So, yeah. <laughs> I I just don't understand. I don't get her. Oh, what's, what's Joel saying here? Joel says, uh, comments with, I have more looks than Britney. Proceeds to wear nothing but Britney drag. <laughs> I just, I can't even, like, her words said one thing, and so I don't know if, if mostly it was during the confessionals, I think, right? Or, like, I, but it's all she did. Like, like her season up until, like, towards the end when it did go sideways for her. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. And yeah, this was everything you just said. Well, and the the funny part about it, you mentioned the confessionals where she's wearing like a Harajuku Britney hoodie. Right. Like, like I get that you're a Britney impersonator, but then you sit there and you're like, I'm trying to get out of this Britney box at the end of her season or towards the end of her, her initial run on season eight. And then she's just like, all right, here it is all again, all Britney. Like you just you just need to strap her down and make her watch Chad Michaels because that's a celebrity impersonator who came on and did everything but except for Snatch Game, but did everything but what they're known for. Well, and even not, I don't even care about that. Like even if they were kind of share ish, she came in and gave you so many different like there was such variety to it. Yeah. And you didn't always, and like you said, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Aside from Snatch Game and just in Snatch Game, but her runways, you never looked at it and said, oh my God, that's share. Like it was always right. something new and fresh and, and, and different. Right. And that's, that's definitely the mark of a professional that can really take that and, and run with it, but still be their own queen. You're not right. just this impersonator. You are a queen overall. Yeah, and the, right. the, the entertainment has to transcend the impression. And Chad's stuff does that. It takes that as like a, a base and then adds so much more to it. Whereas Derek just takes and does a good Britney. And she's a Vegas girl who's done Britney. And I mean, I get it. I understand why. But it's like you have she has not had to do her own show, her own entertainment as much. And that is very clearly evident. Uh, but the look, the look itself, that's what we're just focusing on for this. It, it's just Brittany, bitch. Yeah. I mean, she could have come in in the suit and ripped it off and sh and like done a wig reveal and an outfit reveal. Yep. To say she's stripping away the Brittany stuff and this is me, you know. That would have been amazing. But... I, I don't I don't think she's taken the last four years or three and a half or whatever, however long it was and really fully developed who Derek Barry is because so much of what she does is based in being Britney. So, you know, so sorry. 
If you are enjoying this episode or any of the other fun, fun, fun podcasts that we do here at Flame On, then why not check us out on your favorite social media platforms? Head over to flameonshow.com and you can scroll to the bottom, click on those icons there and follow us on your favorite social platform. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Flame On is listener-funded entertainment, so if you are enjoying this episode, if you've enjoyed what we've put out for you, then please feel free and head over to patreon.com forward slash show and become a patron. We have four different levels that you can join at, and we are looking to do some new things now that we are uh, no longer just Orlando-based. We're looking at doing some more of these live streams and uh, putting more content up there for you at multiple different levels, so... Uh, head over to patreon.com forward slash flame on show and become a patron today. All right. So now that we've talked about the Queens, I think that that's really like the longest part of everything is really diving into who is, who is doing what let's talk about the episode itself. Um, we start off as we have in the last three seasons. Yeah. Three seasons of all stars, two, three, four with the reading challenge. So what did you guys think? We don't need to necessarily go through every single person's, but were there ones that stuck out to you, good or bad? I mean, I know there was more, but really, it's just Juju B's read of Mayhem Miller was just fantastic. Mayhem filler. Oh, no, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Mayhem Miller. I mean, that was just... That's so good. Um, but the standing out the other way, this is where I was like, Angina, I love you, but I'm glad there wasn't a reading challenge on your season. <laughs> She's so nice. And yeah. not funny. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. I think the thing that stood out to me was the uh, Derek and India, like, continuation. Like, that had sort of been addressed in the, in the work uh, room, like, entrance stuff. Yes. But then it was expanded on greatly after this read. Uh, and, uh, oh, it's just, this is an interesting little storyline, uh, they, they tell, uh, between these two and, uh, the reads, uh, and the, I will say also, so the edit of India's reaction to Derek, and I'm going to just put it out there that I am pretty sure that probably wasn't the actual reaction. I have a feeling that that is an edit choice to emphasize the story. 
Uh, but because, you know, you look at her, her reactions when she's called out for other things and she's laughing. So I don't think that it was uh, what she actually, how, how she actually reacted. But to that point, it just pushes the story further, further, further. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was the most like awkward, uncomfortable part for me. But the rest, you know, Juju was amazing. She, she clearly should have won. Blair was fine, but uh, I don't agree with them being like tying. It's like, no, no, no. Juju won. I I agree that Juju uh, was hands down one of the, the shadiest. I think Blair showed a different side. And I don't remember if Blair did the reading challenge in her season, but I feel like if Blair did, she was not very good at it. So I think it kind of gave a little bit of a bump of like, okay, well, you've grown and you've gotten a bit sharper wit. Um, I did laugh my ass off during Derek's. The fact that she prefaced it with like, the shade is real. And she went in, I was like, oh, yeah this is this is this is crazy i loved it though i thought it was fantastic i i don't know it it gave me a different perspective on derek um but but jujube for me definitely hands down was by far the winner of this so the two winners um split a prize it's a gift card right i forget to where uh Oh, American Richard. That's right, because that's where the glasses were. Uh, so I, I skipped over one thing at the beginning of this reading challenge. They um, they decided to get their money's worth off of their special guest judge, and they brought Ricky Martin in for it. And I swear to God, I'm pretty sure that Alexis came in her own ass. I I mean, but as a as a Puerto Rican of a certain age, Menudo is like. That's Backstreet Boys and NSYNC for you younger white people that maybe don't know Menudo as well. Um, but when he walked in, I swear Alexis impregnated herself and I'm surprised she didn't pass out on the ground. Just say. I mean, the course it probably would have kept her upright, but still, you know, she was just slumped straight down. Um, but I was kind of surprised that they brought Ricky Martin out for it. Um, I enjoy it. Maybe he, maybe he asked to do it. I mean, it's quite possible. Uh, I do love that they went bilingual for it, although it was the most awkward bilingual thing ever. <laughs> uh, but I, I did appreciate the fact that they got more use out of their special guest judge than just, you know, bringing them out for the main stage and that's it. Um, so from there, the girls de-drag. It takes Derek about five hours to um, get that wig off. And they kept on going back. And I guess it's the only thing I can think of is that she glues that wig so much that she's using a um, a solvent to uh, get the glue to soften before. And so she doesn't rip the skin off around her head. Is that but it, she does so many Britney hair flip type moves, you think she glues it? Yeah. And I mean, a lot of queens do glue their wigs. That's part of the reason why, like, when you see the lace front, and the the reason it's there is, one, to glue it down, two, so that way it can be blended, so that way it um, it has a, a softer, more natural flow to the head. Um, but when you have that lace, you need to glue it down because it's 
otherwise it's just going to kind of floppy floppy flap you know right there so but i've never seen it it seemed like other queens had completely de-dragged and were like ready to like leave and there's Derek still just like pat 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 in this one little section i'm like god damn girl that wig takes forever so they do expand on the india britney uh india britney (laughs) (laughs) she's more than just britney bitch they expand on the India Farah Derek Barry uh, situation dealing with, and it's not even necessarily directly the two of them. It's India and Nebraska, but being one of Derek's partners, it obviously became personal. Um, there's lots of stuff online. If you want more details and more info about it, go Google it. There's lots of information. Um, there's a lot of stuff on the India Nebraska thing and Prana and, the night that was taken over and all of that stuff. So it's very interesting, very juicy. If you live for the the tea and the drama and the dish from the Drag Race girls, check it out. Uh, so then they start getting ready. It was funny because to me, it seemed like D-drag and then immediately re-drag. Like there wasn't really like, okay, well, we're going to leave and then come back. It's a new day, blah, blah, whatever. Like there was no separation. And all of a sudden it was like Angina was D-dragged and then putting makeup back on. I'm like, that that's that's a lot of work to ungeesh and regeesh. But I mean, it was probably a different day. I more than likely, yeah. No, so they, they they didn't I mean, put I, that new day entrance is a choice, and I don't I don't think I understood that either. Like because they probably spent that second day, each of them doing rehearsal on the stage for their talent, mm-hmm. but they couldn't show us any of that because it would have been spoiler for the talent. Yeah. Yeah. So what else are they going to really show us? So yeah. the the maxi challenge, and as soon as I heard this, all I thought about was our three hour uh, recap uh, last week when we talked about this and Brian's comment of a uh, snake eating its own tail um, and self referential and self promotional because this this mini challenge or maxi challenge is the work the world variety show. <laughs> where they promote the work the world show that is not currently running right now. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, Oh, first you did the drag Vegas, the live show. Oh, now you're doing this. Oh, check the website to find out where the tour of the show. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Although we have gotten to work the world specials um, through VossEvents.com. Um, the first one, they were raising money for local queens that were put out of work um, due to COVID-19. And then I don't know if the second one did the same thing as well, uh, but they did another one where it was like a battle where it was uh, like Violet versus Aquaria or, you know, whatever, like two queens. I don't know. That one I did not see. I saw the first one and it was a cute, um, it was a very cute special. Everybody had like filmed their their things and you can watch Gigi Good's uh, performance of Levitating that was used for the um, Work the World live stream on YouTube. And I I thought that was uh, pretty cool. So let us, uh, I don't think there was, aside from the India Derek drama, there wasn't a ton that that really happened. They all into this episode. (laughs) That they did. (laughs) You called her a pig in a wig. Like, look at her. She's skinny. She is not a pig. <laughs> that was the point where I was like, 
I kind of feel like I'm siding with India Farrow on this. Yeah. Like Nebraska is about mm, like a, uh, that big. She's like a twig. So to call anybody like that a pig in a wig, I'm like that. I don't feel like that's who you're directing your comment to. But whatever. Not gonna not gonna throw my hand to any ring right there. Um, although I did enjoy Alexis uh, talking about the fact that she brought beef to the salad. I was like, come on, Puerto Rican mommy. Like that's. <laughs> We're bringing beef to everything. Let's do this. Uh, so let's do a quick dish. Now, before we get into what the queens did, did y'all think that this, like these segments were shorter than in the past? Because I felt like they were just like yeah. right through them. Yeah, it was really quick. And I don't know if that was just because the entrance took a long time and they couldn't cut much out of the entrance or because they had to squeeze the entirety of india versus Derek conflict into this episode but yeah i mean true i mean they could have just made this a 90 minute episode wasn't it i thought it wasn't it was a 90 minute episode yeah yeah <laughs> they also... when you're watching it on philo it feels like it's three hours because of all the commercials oh uh, oh you were watching in real time we started about oh we started late we started after everything was done because i was watching varley jean merman uh drop her shorts for a third time oh. and because you can't go back and watch those those are only streamed live mm-hmm. i was like okay well we're gonna watch this while we have dinner and then as soon as this is done we'll go back and watch drag race and and also so it was fast forwarding through <laughs> it's uh unfortunate but it works and i only re- the only reason i even watch it that way because i'd rather just watch the unedited cursing and all on amazon or whatever they don't release that until like maybe even monday after it airs so it's like yeah it's gross I mean, <laughs> iTunes, itunes is even late can be late in the day on the next day Ugh, still. Huh. Uh, season 12 amazon it was always there the next day um, oh so i was watching I, I bought it on youtube i maybe amazon's faster i was thinking youtube's the one that's like sunday monday gotcha gotcha yeah amazon it's the next day or it's like 3 a.m because it's got to be it's a midnight pacific Oh, okay. so it's 3 a.m. Eastern, uh, 12 a.m. Pacific, I think. I'm usually not up that late because now I'm an old man who goes to bed at like 1130, um, which considering the day, the nights I used to have uh, working in the bear done, that's early for me. Uh, so let's go through these uh, these performances. First out of the gate was Alexis Mateo and her lovely orange ensemble and her uh lip sync performance slash dance routine eric what'd you think of this performance it was good it was high energy uh, i enjoyed it just that nice it. <laughs> that's that's the mark of a good performance <laughs> brian what did you think of alexis it was again she's keeping with uh, the theme she's going with uh, i don't i didn't look up the music it, it, it may is it i assume it's puerto rican or it's like i don't i don't know what the music uh, selection was uh, or the style of dance if there was any kind of a but i mean i i got the impression that it would be uh and i mean that's what she's pushing very forward and i think she did even in her original season uh and i love that i want to see that i think it helped her it, it gave her a good platform to both show that heritage and be very entertaining and uh i you know probably one of the most successful performances of the of the variety show yeah i i agree i am um, i feel like it's they they usually and this is coming from our conversation with ginger um after all stars um 
they are asked to bring their own music, like their own stuff, because it's you, you don't have to pay for rights for it. Um, so I feel like, and I, I thought that there was some sort of like her catchphrases and her stuff in it. I think so you're maybe right. it might have been something she recorded just for All Stars. Mm. Um, the thing that threw me off was the backup dancers. Like, I guess that, I get that it's a work the world themed variety show, but this is the first time they've ever incorporated outside performers into the performances with the girls. Hmm. Not all of them used it, but the ones that did, um, it, it kind of threw me off because I'm so used to just focusing on the, the girl themselves. Uh, and it, these, the way we're going to go through these aren't the way that Alexis was up first, um, but these are in alphabetical order with Derek in her alphabetical spot. Uh, Blair sang live. She was great. Yeah. It wasn't the worst live singing. I mean, it was, it was good. There was a couple pitch problems that I heard, but it's certainly not the worst live singing I've ever heard on the nah. I was blown away because I didn't know or didn't remember. I don't remember if she sang originally on her season, but like mm-hmm. it was very competent. And yeah, a little pitchy maybe in a little in a couple spots, but uh, the singers for this episode that sang live uh, really impressed me overall. Yeah, no, she is a fantastic singer for sure. And I like the blue hair. I like the little ponytail whip. So her ponytail. Uh, Derek did a vocal impersonations. She was Rich Little. Oh, that's an old reference. I I feel like I feel a little like Shay's confessional in this moment. Like I want to like what she did. <laughs> I mean, a couple of the, a couple of them were pretty good impersonations, but. I mean, e- even though I know it was edited down, it was still so rapid fire. Like, she didn't give any time for people to appreciate what just happened or breathe in it. Or, And I, I feel like both it was set up that way and she was also just rushing through it because she was nervous. Um, yeah. Well, the fact I that she was like... Was... Yeah, the fact that during the um, the lead-up to this, she was talking about doing... X amount of impressions in a minute. I was like, that just seems unless you were going to like, just seamlessly flow from one person into the next while doing like a monologue. Um, it, it just doesn't feel like it was a, the right way to go about it, but that was her choice. Um, so apparently there is uh, rumor and conjecture that she wanted to do something else. And they didn't let her, so she went with this as a backup. I don't know if I 100% believe that. There was there was rumor that she wanted to do a um, a Blue Lives Matter themed thing, and i I don't I don't believe that honestly. I don't I don't think that would be what she would do. Like I, I don't know. That's just rumor and conjecture. I don't I don't know. Um, People have had to modify what they've done before, but I think that this was, you know, whatever. Uh, India Farah with a lip sync and dance performance, which blew me away, honestly. Yeah. Um, that tumble, that go to the back of the, the runway run and do a tumble and like slide up to the front. Like it gets me every time, like any queen does something like that. And this time around, she didn't take out a light bulb. Like, um, like Robbie Turner did back in season eight. 
yeah, I mean, this was good. Her song was catchy, and everything we've known her for from her season. Um, she impressed the heck out of me with her dancing and how high energy it was. Uh, what about her hair whips? I mean, that breaks your neck. I mean, it reminded me a little of uh, Broadway turkey lurkey time if you ever see the choreography to that song no uh, which probably neither of you have that's fine um uh, yeah it was just it was great so then we've got juju b singing live a bit of a redemption from her um first go round on season three and uh getting major stage fright when singing uh rupaul's Superstar, I think, was the the song that they had to do on season three. Yeah, um, I was floored, floored. I want to find this song. I still haven't. I need to look it up. I want to find the song and I want to buy it. Yeah, like, it's so good the song, and then her performance was so passionate and then just intense and well ex. I mean, really well executed. Like. Like I said, like all the live singing was just like top notch, which isn't always the way it goes. No. I have heard rumor and conjecture that this was a lip sync performance. I do feel like that's the case. There are a couple of the live singers that I don't think are actually singing live. Um, I th- I want to I, I say that only like maybe two or three of them actually did sing like live live. And you can I tell mean, them. I mean, it's a great song, and even even if this was uh, pre-recorded, she still sounds fantastic. Well, and the yeah. fact that it's unclear to us means it was a great performance. So regard, yeah. and it's her. So regardless of if she sang it live there when they recorded, it doesn't matter as much to me. It's like and if the package is there, it's it's you're, you did the job. And her performance, the way she performed and emoted everything very passionate they may give you the option when you're there like okay you can record this mm-hmm. or you can do it live on stage like that might be an option that's given to them and if they're not sure like if they want to make sure that it comes out flawlessly and so it's not i don't think that it's something that she recorded six months before this i think it might have been the day of or you know like when they're doing choreography with the dancers or like that kind of because you've seen them bust out the the recording equipment on stage during the show so um i i i'll will spoiler she was safe and i was so mad i was so mad that she was not in the top three for this yeah so that's just yeah um next up in this list is mariah with spoken word the the tatiana role <laughs> which piece here's the thing like i loved it it was great and it is really un like it was prescient in how timely it was for what's going on in the world but i as soon as she came out i'm like oh god this is what tatiana did and that did not go well for her however i no, don't that, think did, did that no, go well for tatiana episode. did she, she won the episode oh well i remember with tatiana's performance it was it was arresting but i didn't remember it being as like well received but i could be mistaken but the way this was received especially by ricky and his comment later 
like clearly it was impactful and uh the the the, the blood paint on her dress like all of it was really really top notch absolutely and i she was tati was top two roxy won that challenge yeah yeah, 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 well, yeah. roxy won the looks yeah yeah well i mean well technically there can only be one winner <laughs> so but yeah that's no tati everybody it was so bizarre but it yeah no she she came out of that very well um i i definitely think that this was there was rumor that there was uh, that they were going to delay All Stars Five um, a week because of everything that's been going on, and I feel like this performance was part of the reason why they chose to continue to air it as scheduled. And I'm glad that they did because like that was a fantastic performance and something that I think was very much needed right then and there. And I don't remember whose confessional it was, but they were like, "Come on, Mariah Angelou." <laughs> <laughs> yes i fucking love it i feel like it was juju like that feels like something juju would say <laughs> um so moving on to a live singer who did sing live uh, on stage mayhem miller i was so excited when we got the preview and she was sitting in the chair and she did her i thought that was going to be like the core of what she did and like she was going to do all this stuff based around that and she did it like once or twice, and then that was it. And I was like, no, go back to doing more of the other thing. Like, she could have had a song that incorporated more of those stops into it. Uh, but she wanted to rap. Was it rapping? <laughs> it was fast rhyming. <laughs> it was unclear and that's the problem with doing it live right it was so hard to understand and make out what the words were and i started watching things with captions turned on because i'm old but uh it, it this and i didn't with this because we were watching it through this whole philo to a steam thing to a, a chromecast uh yeah it was crazy but um but yeah i didn't have it on so i, I had no idea what she was saying I was just like, don't you have a, a a smart tv well it was the way it's a whole thing but the, the long story short to not have to use a smart tv to pl- project it basically it, it was yeah it was convoluted but anyway i didn't have captions that's the point <laughs> okay <laughs> oh well, that's right philo samsung doesn't have a philo app I have Correct. a uh, I have a Roku TV that I got for free because of my Hulu subscription. That I that's how I'm like. Wait a minute! I know I have an app for it, but yeah. But when yeah, you fa- when you when you fast forward and then start it up again, it automatically generates captions for like the first minute. Oh. So that's why I was like, I thought it did. But anyway, huh. well, I will say just as because you reminded me with the Philo thing. I know a lot more about horrible reality TV than I've ever wanted to because of those fucking commercials for uh, Double Shot at Love, uh, Siesta Key, and there's like a, a Jersey Shore thing. Oh, and then I didn't know that the hit of the summer is going to be uh, uh, Yellowstone uh, yeah, uh, with Kevin Yellowstone. Costner because everybody's going to Yellowstone. Jesus. Yeah, for the Super Volcano, <laughs> uh, hopefully. No, anyway, uh, yeah, it's. Anyway, the Philo experience is, uh, is pretty good overall for 20 bucks a month, but oh my God, this commercial. I keep seeing commercials for Pete Davidson as the king of Staten Island. Ugh. And I just want to, I just, I just <laughs> want it to stop. I really just want it to stop. 
I cannot stand Pete Davidson. I don't know why. I just can't. He gets a lot of unearned ire because he's actually not horrible, but I think he's bad enough that it's a thing. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so moving on to Ms. Cracker. Just deal with it. Uh, she did a lip sync performance. I, I, I can't see us not giving her tons of praise for this. <laughs> what did you guys think? I loved it. I love that she placed in the fact that she's a cracker um, and a pickle. And it's it was just everything I wanted from Miss Cracker. Uh, but to go back and when we were saying, um, why was Juju safe? I feel like this is the performance that should have been safe to Juju's top three. Yep. I can agree with you there. Uh not that Miss Cracker was bad at all, but it it didn't give me like yeah top three. I feel like they liked it because they knew that it was a progression for her, and seeing her especially emphasize that by coming out in the old, which was a fan favorite and fantastic. I love that, but then going into this other thing that was funny and yet glamorous and well performed. I think that they liked that arc. And that that story, I feel like RuPaul does not want there to be any sort of serious messaging in this that she does not come up with herself. Because <laughs> mm. if you look at past seasons, serious serious performances don't get the top spots. Like true, Trixie didn't place in the top three. Trixie was safe in her season, um, and so. I just don't feel those serious message performances doing as well. True. And anybody that can play an auto harp well deserves of to course. automatically be top three. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so then we get to Angina. And who didn't bring her own music, brought RuPaul's music, which we knew that she could get the rights to. So that was fine. Um, I adored the entrance and then it went downhill. What did y'all think about on China? I feel like the idea of doing a performance that pays homage to being one of the originators of season one is a good idea. Um, And using all of that kind of first season original RuPaul music. Um, But as they went back and said it untucked, the safe girl was like, she was not lip syncing at all as she was performing. And it didn't seem her dancing to be as planned out and choreographed as just kind of of the moment. Like, I just need to move and shake. And yeah. It just petered out. Yeah. So then the last performance that we're going to talk about is Shea Coulee, who came out and let out her inner stripper. This, wow. this This was one that I was just like, the only time that the boys really made any sense was when they were making it rain on her, yeah. which was deserved. But like, I didn't, again, it, it's distracting to me when you see all these other dancers up there through most of these performances um, but what did you think of uh, Shea Coulee's 10 days of practice before she hit the main stage <laughs> to become a, a stripper as a pole dancer? It works really well, I think, with the dancers in a big stadium tour 
which is what work the world is right or you know stadium whatever big large large venue uh but in this format i think it is distracting and it takes too much but uh shays was amazing uh i can't i don't believe her that it was only 10 days i think she is lying i believe her because she was rickety crickety as she slid down those that pole wow. That's like you could, you could tell where she isn't polished enough in it because she hasn't had enough practice. Right. But well, that's, that's a great 10 days worth of work though. Yeah. Well, and, and to, to probably factor in, she's a good performer. She's very like athletic and, and dancer oriented. So I feel that that gives you a bit of an advantage. So 10 days is really like our like 10 years to get right, you know, <laughs> but like, you know, uh, as a talent, and which this is the other thing this is a it's talent variety i guess but like i like seeing it when it's a thing other than what you normally do and cracker and a couple of the other ones it was the thing that they normally do whereas this is not something i think she normally does at least not now and i don't think i've ever seen a drag queen do a pole dance i'm sure they have it's not like a new thing in, in the world of drag but just for for drag race and for for shay like it was it was fantastic on season two, they had a challenge where they all had to... Oh, God. How did uh, that go? I don't remember. They didn't... <laughs> oh, they did have the poll. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, I mean, it was a, basically a strip challenge, but there was a poll there. Um, it was... Her performance was good. I feel like she should have done more dancing on the ground to combine with it, because when I think of other... And granted... The other pole dancing performances I've seen of people who, like, that's their thing. Where, like, they study and for years and they choreograph things on the pole where there's lots of flips and tricks and upside downs and all of that. And so Shay was good, especially for 10 days, good, but it didn't leave me amazed. Yeah, you know, it, des- it deserved to be safe. Um, I... I, I agree with you because if you're not going to do all those tricks, you need to do like she could have held on to it and done some moves like on the ground and whatnot, and then done a trick or whatever. So it didn't feel like like there was a gap or like there was thought in, from one movement into the next. But no, I agree with you on that. Uh, so you end up with uh, India, Alexis. And Blair, I believe, were the top three? No, uh, it was uh, Cracker. Oh, Cracker. Sorry. So Cracker, um, Alexis, and India is your top three. Derek, Angina, and Mayhem as your bottom three. Um, nothing, I think, in the critiques was unwarranted. Um, the only thing that was kind of funny was uh, Michelle Visage giving praise, um, even though uh, to the point where she can just about forgive the one inch heel that Alexis was dancing on. <laughs> you will love them. I stoned them for you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Especially after so many, like if you go back to um, season three and watch Alexis's critiques from Michelle, it's, it's kind of funny like to see how far it's coming when they're back there and they're talking, they do. Um, they did discuss, and the fact that Alexis was just was happy that she got positive critiques from Michelle Visage. Um, so at the end of the day, you end up with Mayhem Miller and Derek as your bottom two, and um, India Farah as your winner. Surprise! 
So the way that this works, the new rules, the new change to this whole thing, they are a roomocracy and everybody will pick a lipstick. The winner will pick the lipstick and they will carry it in their titty. And everybody else, the majority person who is picked out of the bottom two, their lip sync assassin will take is handed that lipstick in a little sheath and that gets inserted into their titty. And you now have a lip sync assassin who will come in and try to win the challenge. If the lip sync assassin wins, then the majority voted person is eliminated. If the queen, the the winning queen um, is the winner, then their choice is who gets eliminated and they get a $10,000 tip. So I think that this is probably the best, like craziest thing that they've done since All-Stars 2. The only thing I don't, I don't agree with is why should the bottom two have a choice in the lipstick? I mean, they just negate each other unless you're going to, unless you're hoping that somebody has like a real breakdown and says, I don't deserve to be here and picks their own lipstick. Like, I don't understand that. Um, but I love the fact that they, they, you have to go have a meeting in the ladies room because there's like the sinks, they like glammed up this whole like section for them to go in and, um, make this choice. And on top of that, they even show the Queens picking. Um, and I really would like to know where the video is of Bibi Zahara Benet picking her lipstick out of the, out of the box. <laughs> I want that. Wow. I want, I want the, I want the um, hashtag BB cut of uh, all stars three, where, <laughs> where we get to see the lipstick that she picked. So they return to the stage India is then um, introduced to her lip sync assassin opponent. And it's Evie Oddly, who at the time was the current reigning uh, drag superstar of the world. I wonder if they had to edit out that portion of it. Because AS5 was supposed to air before, uh, was filmed before season 12. So, and usually that's what's released before the new season comes out. So I wonder if there was a mention of it and it just had to be edited you know, that, that audio had to be edited out. So um, what did y'all think of this lip sync? I thought it was good. I like, I mean, I like that song, uh, Live in La Vida Loca. I thought it definitely fit Evie more than it fit India as a song. Uh, because it's more believable for Evie to act kind of crazy looking than India to do that. I think this is an example of that India, as much as she is definitely like doing really well with her, you know, her entrance here and, and her first performance, this was very just middle of the road. Like if it had been a lip sync for her life, I mean, ugh, I, I, it just, it wasn't great. It was okay. And for all stars, it needs to be better. I also feel like no matter what you do that first episode to really show the power of the drag lip sync assassin you need them to win. So there's a little bit of that maybe in the, in the ether, but like the performance wouldn't have even, you know, India's performance wouldn't have cut it no matter what. So, uh, but yeah, Evie was amazing. Like I forgot how great she is at uh, her, her lip syncs and the theatrics that she brings to it with her, uh, her bending her body and contortioning. It just, 
uh, I, I was impressed. I, and I didn't recognize her at first at all, too, with the goggles and the hair. I was like, who is that? And, you know, that's Evie. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, overall, I, I, I'm not a fan of the song. But even if I had enjoyed the song, I just, that performance, uh, it was very one-sided. Yeah, I, I wish that, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I liked the lip sync performance. I thought it was good. I thought that Evie killed it. I thought that India held her own. Um, she went back to that whole, I, I, I'm a sucker for the, the, the run and cartwheel. And I love the fact that she like rolled right into like Evie's leg. Like it kind of, it just felt, it felt like energy. Like I just, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, I, there was a little part of me that was almost like, okay, well, Derek's in the bottom. They're going to give this to India to like, have this be the end of this story. Like one episode. Okay, cool. We're done. So this the one shot episode for this, uh, this, this beef. And then Evie won, which rightfully so she should have won. Um, so it was just, it, 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 it all worked out. Uh, and then they do a little montage also. I think it might've been an untucked. They did the montage of the lipsticks or that was in the regular one. When they blend it all together like this, I can never remember which episode is which. Uh, but Alexis voted for Derek. Blair voted for Derek. India voted for Derek, obviously. Um, Jujubee voted for Mayhem. Mariah was Derek. Uh, Mayhem was Derek, obviously. Cracker, Derek. Anjana, Derek. Shay, Derek. And obviously, Derek voted for Mayhem. So uh, it was a pretty overwhelming decision. Did they actually show for sure that India voted for Derek? Because she's holding it, but I don't know that she's like selecting it. I wonder I, if there's a swerve there. Well, because they have to put it in their titty. So I think they uh, showed her, I think they showed her doing that. Either that might have been in an untucked. They showed no no no, because I saw both. And in Untucked, they showed all the queens holding mm-hmm. them up. But the shot was the same one from the episode with India, where she's not she's not holding it up like about to put in the boxes. She's not going to right, but she's not. I don't know that it means that she voted for. Her. I think it could be, like I said, it could be a misdirect. But I, don't know. I think I think they're doing it to um, have transparency. It's kind of like when they did the um, when they showed the voting for All Stars um, three, and they had to go back and they had to show it because they they had to show these queens doing it. Like they have they it's basically she holds it up and then i think the next scene they didn't show it in the episode um but they show her putting the putting the the lipstick into her her outfit so i i think it's just a way to have them be able to say like well so nobody can go back and be like oh i bet you all these queens didn't vote for Derek." like this is what they what they did you know and at that point it's it's like on survivor they show all the people voting at the end of the episode yeah, I, I think after the the jury of their their peers incident, I think that at this point they're they're kind of covering all their bases this way. Um, so India does not win; she does not get the ten thousand dollars. The ten thousand dollars will roll over um, into next week. So, if the winner of the challenge next week wins the lip sync, they get twenty thousand um, dollars. If not, then it just continues to roll over. Could you imagine if nobody wins the money until the end? Um, but next week we have uh, I'm in Love is the name of the episode. The girls will be um, doing a versus to a song. Um, and I think they're going to be in teams. There might be three teams from the looks of it. Uh, and we have guest judge Madison Beer. 
and uh, Tessa Thompson. So I'm excited for Tessa to be a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. And um, yeah, so I think that we have decided on doing this every other week for these recaps. Um, just so we can try to keep up but not be um, inundated with having to do these things every single week. I think it gives a little bit better flow um, to catch up every every couple of weeks and talk about the show. So we're also not doing a three-hour episode. And uh, yeah, so we thank you for joining us. Uh, for those of you who have tuned in and popped in and out of the uh, the live stream here, I've, see, I've been seeing numbers go up and down. Thank you for joining us there. Uh, let us know if you want us to continue to do these things and so you can watch us talk about this in real time and then listen to it later on when it comes out. Uh, if you have not done so, head over to flameonshow.com and uh, scroll to the bottom and you can find your favorite social media icons. Follow us on all the social platforms that you enjoy. And if you are enjoying the podcast that we put out, why not become a patron? We are listener-funded entertainment. And you can do that by going to patreon.com forward slash flameonshow and join at any of the four levels. Until next time, thank you, Eric, and thank you, Brian, and we will see you later. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.